0: From the studios of One Jacks Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel, and Praise Leader Chris Wing. Hello friends and family, welcome back to another episode. Another installment, if you will, of the revealing. Uh, I am very excited to be with you in this Christmas season. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family as we are approaching uh, the Christmas season, the new year. Um, it, it's always an exciting time uh, when you're celebrating, spending time with family, uh, just got off of Thanksgiving. Uh, we, we know that you uh, do have much to be grateful for, and we hope that you are taking time to, to praise the Lord for that. Um, and especially for this new year coming up, I think we are all glad to see the calendar turn from 2020 to 2021, uh, but we will see what happens in the new year. Uh, we, we are not optimistic, but we are um, certain that the Lord is faithful and that the Lord knows what is in store and we trust him nonetheless. Um, and so uh, whatever you find yourself doing this Christmas season and leading up to the new year, uh, we thank you once again for joining us Uh, for just carving out a little bit of your day uh, to get in the Word, um, to see what the Lord has to say in His Word about a lot of topics that we discuss here um, around His Word and uh, the the things that come from our conversations. We hope the Lord uses these, uh, not from our mouths, but from His Word. We hope that He uses them to um, strengthen you in your faith, um, to walk closely, more closely with Him, uh, to love Him more fully and worship Him more biblically. But we are, um, as in the Christmas season, uh, we are going to, over the next uh, couple episodes or so, uh, talk about some Christmassy things. Um, Not your typical Christmas things, uh, not from a secular standpoint, of course. We don't really do much talking about those things around here. But, of course, the Bible. And so this episode... Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the uh, kind of an all-inclusive um, prophecy, Old Testament prophecies of uh, the, the coming of the Messiah and the Star of David and and how those um, <clears throat> magi uh, traveled and, and uh, saw the star and kind of what's all wrapped up in that. There are some awesome, awesome Old Testament prophecies and teachings and, and even New Testament uh, believer applications for Uh, this study. And so we're going to just carve out some time here and look at that. I'm joined here today with my good friends and brothers in Christ, Christopher Wing and Frank Salvaggio. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. How are y'all? Doing well, brother. Good. Uh, Just Chris is doing well. Frank isn't doing doing well. Okay, (laughs) there he is. (laughs) All right, very good. He's busy um, getting some verses down. He's A very studious man. Um, So uh, (laughs) that that was laughing. Is that what we call it? Yeah, that's code. (laughs) Um, So we're going to jump right into this. Uh, We hope you have your Bible nearby, Uh, maybe a pen and some paper. Um, If you want to pause this, as we often encourage you to do, and take notes or uh, go back to the scriptures and see if these things be so, Mm -hmm. as those brilliance did there in the book of Acts uh, with Paul, as he taught them. Uh, But uh, I think we're going to start today uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 2. We're going to work our way from there to some um, Old Testament books. We're going to hang out in Daniel for a little while and then some other ones for those prophecies. Uh, Because if you read that passage, and and, um, Chris, um, I'm going to ask you to read that for us in just a moment. But as you're reading those passages, especially Matthew chapter 2, those first 11 verses there, um you know I, I hope you're asking questions when you're reading any passage you know uh the, the, these magi um how did they know to to look for a star and and why were they searching in the first place and and um what did that mean and all those things uh, the bible talks about that and so you know when you come to a passage or something uh, an aspect of scripture and and, you know, I think we tend to take things for granted sometimes or assume things or just skim past things. Let's, let's slow down a little bit when we're reading and and um, ask questions and, and let the Lord uh, use his, his commentary on his word, which is his word, you know, and, and comparing scripture with scripture. And that's what we're going to do today, as I think we do in every episode, hopefully. Uh, but um, Matthew chapter 2, if you're listening, that's where we're going to be. Um, and Chris, um, I think we're going to look at those first 11 verses there. So if you can grab those for us,
1: that'd okay, be great. Okay, sure. Matthew chapter two and verse one, starting at verse one says, now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the King, behold, there came wise men from the East to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the East and are come to worship him. When Herod, the King had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and, lo, the star, which they saw on the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Amen. So what we see in those two passages, I'll just
0: kind of throw this out there for a roadmap for us, and then um, I'm going to go over to uh, my good friend, uh, Pastor Frank, and um, have him uh, kind of kick us off here. But when we look at this passage, um, this is kind of going to be the the format as the passage lays it out for the next couple episodes, as I said, you know, we're going to talk about the, the Magi and... And the star in the east there, uh, so you find that, Chris, you just read that in Matthew 2, uh, verse 2 there, I think that is. Um, so we're going to talk about that and then um, go through that passage and then down at the very end there in verse 11, uh, where uh, uh, they opened their treasures and presented unto him gifts, uh, namely gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There is some some very um, potent, uh, critical biblical um, applications and, and significance in those uh, gifts and, and what they mean uh, prophetically and and in other um, aspects as well. So uh, that's kind of where we're going this episode and next episode. But uh, Pastor Frank, um, where do you want to kick us off, my friend? What are some of your thoughts here? You want to look at some of these Old Testament passages? Um, wh- wh- what do you thinking well, I there?
2: think? I <clears> think <throat> so. As we hop into this passage, I think one of the first things we need to do is kind of get the historical context of it, okay? So that we can understand what's going on and. It will help uh, develop um, a clearer understanding of the passage itself. Yeah. Um, So, uh, kind of get yourself into the historical understanding and context of what's going on here. So, you got the Roman Empire obviously is in power. Okay. Uh, They've been in power now for probably somewhere around 70, 80 years, somewhere in that area. Um, 67 AD is when, uh, a lot of people believe they, uh, actually rose. They've been around longer than that, but when they actually became the world power, uh, was time, you know, around the time of, uh, the, the first, uh, Caesar there. Okay. Um, so what you got here is, is you have this, this guy called King Herod. Okay. So who, who is King Herod? So the first thing you need to know is he, he's, he's a half Jew, half, uh, Udamian, Udamian, uh, from the place of Edom. Um, and so, uh, he, he's a vassal King is what he is. And so we say, okay, well, what's a vassal King. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what the Roman empire did is in areas where they didn't want to have uh, full jurisdiction, they would put somebody, they, they would put somebody in place as the ruler over that area at this time. Uh, that's what they did. Uh, with this area uh, called Judea uh, they made uh, this this Herod uh, the king the vassal king uh, over it so uh, in other words he's not really quote unquote part of an empire if you will um, <clears throat> he was a vassal king uh, of the Roman Empire so you know so I guess what that you know what we're saying there is, is that although he was the king he still had to follow after Roman Empire rules and such okay. Mm. Okay. With all that being said, during that time, <clears throat> to the uh, to the east, um, and the reason why we're going east is obviously because that's where the wise men come from. So we don't. Mm-hmm. That's where we're looking uh, on on purpose. Uh, there was an empire called the Parthian Empire. Um, now the Parthian Empire um, was uh, a, a pretty prominent empire during the time, um, but the thing that we want to note. Is that the Parthian Empire was, uh, you know, not exactly on friendly terms with the Roman Empire, uh, so um, that becomes important to understand what's going on here because these wise men come uh, from the area of the Parthian Empire. Uh, Media Persia is, a, is is part of uh, what uh, as as it fell. That's you know what part of what what came out and, and became known as the Parthian Empire. Um, so. Uh, you know, you kind of get this uh, this idea that uh, they're not at war, but they're not exactly on friendly terms either. Mm. And I want to note that because, you know, and, and again, we're, we're here just to study the Bible. We're not here to study what people have said about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanna, the reason why I'm making note of that is because the reality that just three wise men came, just doesn't fit the actual narrative. Of what was going on? That would have been very, very dangerous for three wise men, simple little wise men, to come from the east and come rolling into the Roman Empire, if you will. Um, when you know you've got some major tensions going on between the two empires. Um, so I think
0: and, we people get that because there were three gifts, three named gifts that were brought, and there's an assumption there. Sure. Made, right.
2: You know, so, and the other assumption, as we're going to uncover here, is that they came to the manger where uh-huh. Jesus was born, uh-huh. and that's not true either. So
1: the typical nativity scene that you see sure. today. Yeah, and another um, assumption is that because it says they came from the east, they assume it was the orient. Right, and, and that's, that's not, not true. that's too far east. <laughs> that's too
2: far east. Yes, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nowhere in the Bible is it ever <clears> – <throat> mentioned from the east as being as far as the orient right. what you're talking about is the areas of media persia mm. and things in that but that's it, important It's oh, very it absolutely important. is important because it sets up where these guys came we sing came songs from and, that say from the orient right so, right uh yeah so that's true again um at the end of the day when it's all said and done the bible has to be the final authority and stuff not the songs we sing mm. right
0: uh, amen, amen,
2: and 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 you know well, that's a whole other subject that we can talk about, but reign
0: it in, Frank. That's beside the point. Let's, yeah, that's beside we the point. We can get all on that. Yeah. yeah,
2: sure. So okay, so these wise men are coming from this this area uh, called uh, um, uh, Parthia, okay, um, and they were they were were called wise men or or magi, and so what does that word magi mean? Um it's 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 a, a word that's used and you're going to see often in the Old Testament some derivatives of it um you know magician mm-hmm. chief chief uh, soothsayer right um, astro- astronomy they they were very profound in astronomy and things like that they studied um the stars and stuff like that to try to get um uh, prophetic insight to things mm. okay so that that was kind of the uh, you know, you could go, you could go all the way back to Pharaoh and Exodus, and find these these type of people, um, uh, you know, in Egypt. So, so uh, there's a a whole background to it that, quite honestly, we just don't have the time to get into all of that. However, by the time we get to Daniel, that's where we're going to pick up to kind of get an understanding of these Magi. Um, okay. Again, uh, they came from the east. Uh, Babylon, of course, is uh, to the east. (laughs) Okay, that would be the areas that we're calling uh, the Parthian Empire, Media Persia, Mm. things to that matter. Uh, One, if I remember correctly, or maybe even two of the generals of uh, Alexander in the Grecian Empire uh, went that way and took control of those areas. Why is all this necessary? Why are we going back to this? Well, because you asked the question. Why did they even come looking for what? what the, where did they get this information from? What's going on here? How did how did they even know to come? I mean, what 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 is the background to all of this? Well, interestingly enough, uh, the 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 biggest uh, piece of information we're going to get to the background of all this comes from uh, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the, uh, the the book of Daniel, obviously. So around six oh six BC the Northern kingdom of Israel was taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian empire. Uh, then roughly 19 years later, in 587 BC, uh, the Southern kingdom of Judea uh, was also taken into captivity by the Babylonian empire. It was at this time Daniel and his, uh, his boys there uh, were taken into captivity. Mm. Daniel chapter one kind of gives us a, uh, a brief overview of what took place there. Daniel chapter two is where we start to get some interesting information. So if you uh, if you're uh, at all uh, uh, know what's going on in Daniel two, you know that Nebuchadnezzar had a a a dream. Uh, Quite honestly, a a pretty important prophetic dream uh, that he had uh, that has implications elsewhere. (laughs) Not the scope of this study, Uh, but what happens is he has this dream, and if you're in Daniel, um, if you go to uh, I think it's chapter two. uh, uh, verse, uh, verses 1 through 11, just kind of give you this uh, overview. Uh, Daniel has this dream, and what he does is he, he doesn't know what the meaning of this dream is, and so he goes to his wise men, his wise men of Babylon, uh, to, uh, to uh, give him the interpretation of the dream. Well, because his dream was from God, we, we, we know that uh, from reading the passage, uh, they could not interpret the dream. Uh, obviously, um, they were, they were soothsayers at, at you know, yeah. by, by the way. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, they could not interpret the dream. And so Nebuchadnezzar, uh, if you notice in verse, uh, Daniel two, verse 12 and 13, uh, he gets angry, uh, and furious. And what he's looking now to do is destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And he puts a decree forth that the wise men should be slain. And then, uh, Daniel was kind of put in with this mix here, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and and so Daniel was going to be slain too. Well, Daniel and his boys uh, go 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 back to their home there, and they have an all night prayer session with the Lord, and uh, the Lord uh, is going to deliver Daniel uh, from uh, from this uh, the, 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 this certain death, and he uh, gives and provides Daniel the interpretation for the dream. Uh, and again, the 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 interpretation of the dream obviously is 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 obviously important, but not for the for the uh, the purpose of the study. <clears throat> but he does interpret the dream, and notice what happens in Daniel two twenty seven. Uh, says in Daniel, uh, so Daniel comes before Nebuchadnezzar, right, and, mm-hmm. and he's he's giving him some uh, some information here. He says Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said the secret which the king hath demanded uh, cannot. The wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. And of course, their answers are, uh, no, they can't. And he said, well, I happen to know the Lord in heaven. And, and and he came to me and he gave me the interpretation of the dream. And this is the interpretation thereof. And of course, he, he goes on to interpret the dream. But verse 48 is where we want to kind of hone in on uh, where it says here, then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of uh, Babylon, now watch, and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Okay. So this is a big deal now. Mm -hmm. We're getting some very important information. Daniel, one of the greatest uh, uh, prophets, uh, I say greatest, they're all great, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, One of the the chief prophets of the Bible uh, has been made, uh, a chief over the wise men
0: yeah. of Babylon. And I, I think you can say that because he, uh, for two reasons, number one, he is one of the major prophets, mm-hmm. i.e., or meaning uh, his book is, as just has, is a larger book, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, compared to what we call the minor prophets, of Joel, Amos, Obadiah, etc., cetera, um, not in importance, but just in content uh, and length of the book. But also because um, it, the book of Daniel is very closely connected with the book of Revelation. And, and so, you know, you have, we talk, I talked earlier about the commentary, God's commentary on his word being his word. And, and in Revelation, um, you have a, a, a lot of strong connections with the book of Daniel there. So I think that's why we could uh, support that statement that you just made, Frank, about Daniel being, you know, a, a great prophet, of course.
2: Sure, sure. So, so what happens is, okay, he becomes the chief leader over the Magi. So <clears throat> based on the rest of the book, okay, yes, we're going to have to make some assumptions now. But I think they're pretty fair assumptions that we can say, yeah, this is, this is logically probably what took place here. Uh, there's no doubt about it as we go through the book of Daniel. Daniel is very much a, uh, uh, a fighter for Jehovah God. Uh, he will not turn to the left he will not turn to the right when somebody tells him to do something that is goes against his his uh beliefs in Jehovah God uh, he won't veer mm. uh, we see that all throughout the book of Daniel Absolutely. Uh, he's called the 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 uh, is the, the 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 man that I love, right? Isn't that what he? The, the yes. Gabriel, you are, yes, you are yes greatly beloved. Yes, uh, I think, or very similar to, it, to John to John, front, right? yeah. John the Apostle, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and by the way, Daniel gives you apocalyptic, apocalyptic pr- prophecy and yeah. Revelation, yeah, John. just like we were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, so <clears throat> so certainly uh, Daniel um, um, most assuredly uh, taught these soothsayers, magicians, astrologers, some very important um, Hebrew uh, scriptural mm. things. <laughs> I mean I, I don't know that there'd be any doubt of yeah. that in our minds. So what was it that that they would that, that they would have gotten from Daniel? Well, uh, you know you go back to Genesis uh, 49. Um, and, and you look at verse number 10, when you look at the, the, the prophecy of uh, of uh, Jacob uh, right before he uh, is going to pass away, he's talking to his 12 boys and he's talking about uh, when he gets to his son, Judah, uh, he talks about in Genesis forty nine ten how the scepter uh, wasn't going to depart from Judah until Shiloh came in. Yeah, uh, and, and so what, what, what that was, so everyone understands is, is that, um, you know, Israel uh, as a nation uh, despite all of their um, inconsistencies throughout the years and being taken over by Roman government and being taken over by media Persia and Babylon and Assyria and all that stuff that took place oh yeah the one thing that never had happened during their time was they had lost the ability to they, they always maintained themselves as a people group okay that's important because they're the only
0: That's very important. No
2: one's ever done that. Mm -hmm. They always did. Um, Mm. You know, they didn't assimilate into the Babylonian empire. They didn't assimilate into the media Persian empire. They didn't assimilate into the Grecian empire and they didn't assimilate into the Roman empire. Every other nation in the history of the world that this has happened to has.
0: That's huge. Israel
2: is the only one that has not. Yeah. That's a biblically relevant-
0: Especially in light of our previous episodes about God's promises to Israel yes. and the covenants and all those things.
2: He's not done with them.
0: Right. He, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. He's,
2: he's not going to let them assimilate. Yeah. He has a plan for that, them.
0: That's amazing.
2: Uh, and so that right there should give you ample proof- Amen. That the Bible's Amen. a little more than just a book. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, but, but, but during the medo persian Empire, during the Babylonian Empire, during the Grecian Empire- uh, even during the Assyrian Empire, um, well, maybe not so much because it was the, 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 it was Judea, but uh, Israel never lost their ability to govern themselves. Okay. Remember how I said that uh, King Herod was a vassal king? Yes. Israel kind of always had a leader amongst themselves.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So, um, kind of like how in Jesus day when you had Pilate and then you had, um, Herod or, or uh, other Jewish kings, sure, right? Sure. Is that what you However, mean? However,
2: what does happen in Jesus' day is Israel does lose their ability to govern themselves. Hence the reason why they couldn't crucify, they couldn't kill you know, the, the, method, oh. the method of execution by the Jews huh. is throwing stones at people. Mm. See, they didn't have the right to do that.
0: Crucifixion was a Roman right? Uh, they didn't have the right us. to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: That's why they had to go to Pilate, right. Interesting, the scepter had departed from Judah. Why? Shiloh had come. Shiloh is a reference to the Messiah.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Okay. So that scepter departed and it it couldn't depart until Shiloh came.
0: That's cool. I hope y'all caught that. That's good. And it didn't. It didn't
2: depart until Shiloh came. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> okay. So wow. that's the Genesis forty nine ten 10 mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. reference. But then if you kind of fast forward a little bit, and uh, Chris, why don't you go to Numbers 24 for us? I'm going to have you read that, and then I'm going to have you go to Isaiah 7 and 9. Okay? okay? So get ready there.
0: Don't you have all those books memorized, those <laughs> chapters and everything? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you <laughs> um,
2: so, so what happens is when you, when, when, when you get to, uh, okay, so Israel's uh, uh, been, uh, uh, has already gone through their exodus out of Egypt. Moses is bringing them to the promised land. Uh, he's bringing them uh, through the wilderness and whatnot. What and we know all the different things that take place there in Exodus and, and uh, Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and the yeah. 40 years in the wilderness. Amongst all of that, um, a very interesting story. Uh, comes up with uh, with this guy by the name of Balak in Balaam. Okay, um, <clears throat> Israel's kind of heading their way. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's the king over Moab, uh, and he's getting a little scared because he knows what's been going on here to Israel. Everywhere they go, they seem to be wiping everybody out, and so he hires uh, this 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 soothsayer uh, to curse Israel. Okay. Again, Numbers 22, 23, 24, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to go read the story, you know, the point is, is throughout all of that, a very interesting prophecy is made. And that's where we want to hone in on, not necessarily the story of what took place okay. uh, in, in in that scenario. But <laughs> Numbers twenty four seventeen, a very important uh, prophecy is made that kind of... He- hinges off of Genesis forty nine ten. Okay. So go ahead, uh, Chris, go ahead and read that.
1: Uh, Numbers twenty four seventeen says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs> so here we go. So now we have this, the scepter again, okay. Uh, And it said, it said over in Genesis 49, the scepter Mm -hmm. will depart from Judah until Shiloh come. So get this, understand what a scepter is. A scepter is the tool of a king.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea. Um, Jesus obviously is, is uh, his uh, uh, whole messianic function is to be the king of the Jews. To sit on the throne of David, we talked about that uh, in previous episodes uh, uh, in 1 Samuel uh, six and seven, where it talks about um, the, uh, the 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 Davidic covenant, where uh, somebody, would, somebody was somebody was going to sit on the throne of Israel for how long?
1: Forever, forever.
2: Okay, so get get the flavor of what's going on here. So okay. what 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 we're seeing here is is that out of Judah, Genesis forty nine there was going to be a king that was going to rule the people
0: mm-hmm.
2: who, what people
0: Israel. Israel
2: don't miss that. We want to make sure we stay on track here.
0: Yeah. D- okay? definitely.
2: So, so, so the, 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 there was going to be this king. numbers provides us some more information that says there's going to be a star coming from the East. Right. Okay. That is going to announce, if you will, uh, the coming of the King. Okay. So, now, flash forward, um, we get to the time of Isaiah. Uh, he's our, our 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 one of again another one of our greatest prophets. Mm. Um, in Isaiah chapter seven, uh, we would go there to kind of confirm what's going on in Matthew chapter one, uh, where it talks about the uh, the virgin birth. Go ahead, uh, uh, Chris, read uh, Isaiah seven for us, uh,
0: verse
1: fourteen. Verse fourteen, yeah, yeah therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear his son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And, and maybe you won't do you want to grab chapter nine. Or, well, yeah, I'm going to in a second. Yet.
2: So oh, okay. in Matthew chapter one, uh, when, when, uh, this was announced to, uh, to, um, uh, uh, Joseph, uh, if you notice in verse number 20, uh, 22, I'm in Matthew one. Now it says, now all this was done. That it might be fulfilled, which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet Isaiah, of course, we just read him, mm-hmm. saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, mm. and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What? Mm. what? Wait, I thought Jesus was the Son of God. Mm. He's God with us. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we know uh, the rest of that story there. And they'll call the firstborn son uh, Jesus. And that name Jesus, just so you know, means uh, that which will save his people. Savior, yeah. Okay. He's he, It means Savior. Okay. Uh, that which will save his people. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so now we have this thing where we're going to have a virgin birth. Okay. He's going to be born of a virgin. Um, okay. And there's a whole list of Important prophetical reasons for that. I think we kind of touched on them a little bit in our previous uh, mm-hmm. podcast when we, we talked have, about yep. how the, the the line of Judah was blood cursed. The yes. line of David was blood cursed by Konaniah. and so there. Yeah. How how can Jesus sit on the throne now? What's going on here? It well, to be pure blood. Jo- Joseph mm-hmm. came from the line. Uh, uh, Joseph came from the line of Solomon, but Mary also came from the Davidical line, but he was born of David's other son Nathan. Which would necessarily now give Jesus the right to sit on the throne still, after Mary marries, Mary marries <laughs> Joseph uh, through a whole uh, other thing that went on back in uh, back in uh, I believe it was Numbers, where it daughters talks about the daughters. Zephan. Right. Yeah. It, it, what happens is if 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 the da if a if a, if a hus- uh, I'm sorry a father's children are only girls, then his inheritance passes on to whoever his girls marry. Mm. Mary was yes. the lone daughter of well, he had no sons. Heli. Is that the
0: kinsman redeemer, or am I thinking uh, that's something no, different? that's no, something, that's different. something okay, different. Okay, that's right. I wasn't sure. Okay, but
2: Mary was the lone son, was the lone daughter of mm-hmm. Heli. Uh, we learn his name from uh, uh, Luke, and uh, um, so when she married Joseph, mm-hmm. it all got pet. See how we bypassed the yeah, yeah, yeah. line of mm-hmm. okay. So now the blood curse is no longer in effect. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, because first of all, Mary. Had a virgin birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so she didn't even come. Uh, so y'all get that, anyways. Yeah, that's all interesting within that's itself. Cool. That's uh, cool. But but then that brings us to uh, the, the next passage in Isaiah that's also important to this. That, that now is going to hone in on this whole king thing. Okay, again, we learn from the line of Judah, there's going to be a king that's going to be coming. We learned that his star was going to come from the east. And then Isaiah nine, go ahead, Chris.
1: I'm going to say verses six and seven. Yeah. Yes. For unto us a child is born. Here's your, your typical Christmas verses. Everybody sure. knows these verses, but if you just really stop and think about how prophetically important they are and how they play a role in all of the things we're talking about, really you look at these verses a little differently, I think, after today. So in Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us his son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and shall and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord a hosts will perform this.
2: I love that. <laughs> the zeal of the Lord will perform this it's gonna uh, happen. in other words it's gonna happen <laughs> it, it doesn't gonna happen okay yep. but there's some very important uh pieces of the puzzle that we don't want to miss in that isaiah 9 uh, 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 verse right uh, obviously unto us a child is born and his name is going to be jesus yes. the savior of the people right uh unto us a son is given uh certainly jesus was given uh that, that reminds us of genesis 22 uh, the, the the Jehovah-Jireh and the Mount of the Lord, it shall be seen when, Abraham, when the true father is yeah. gonna sacrifice his son, mm-hmm. um, Jesus. Uh, and it says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. What government? That's the Davidical government that we talked about in that Davidical um, 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 prophecy of, uh, well, covenant, if you will, the Davidic covenant, how he's going to sit on the throne of David for how long? Forever. Forever, okay. Uh, and, and it says that he's gonna be called Wonderful, uh, he's going to be called Counselor. And by the way, we have 66 of them. Mm. He's going to be called, now notice, mm-hmm. the Mighty God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Whoa, hello. Uh, again, we remember, what does that name? Uh, Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel being interpreted, God with us. That's right. Okay. He's going to be called the Everlasting Father.
0: Yeah. What,
2: what, wait, wait. How could Jesus be called the ev- because I and my father are one. Are one, one, the same. Okay, there right. you go. Uh, the Prince of Peace, and by the way, we will not have peace on this earth until the Prince of Peace comes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it says, and in the crease of his government, there should be no end upon, and there you go, that throne of David that we've been talking about, and, and his kingdom is going to order and establish it. Uh, for hence, Force even for how long? Forever. Forever. Mm. Okay. And again, the zeal, the zeal of the Lord. Uh, uh, I was thinking, I was hungry. Yeah. Uh, the the, the <laughs> zeal of the too. Lord yeah. is going mm. to perform this. Mm. This is mm. going to happen, and is going to happen at a particular time.
0: And we yes. learn
2: that particular time in Daniel. Hello, mm-hmm. we're, tra- we're tying back into mm-hmm. Daniel now. Mm-hmm. In Daniel chapter
1: nine. That's right. Right.
2: Okay. We learn that there is going to come a time. And and, and by the way, Daniel pronounces it to the exact year Mm -hmm. (laughs) that uh, that Jesus was going to come and uh, give himself on that cross and be cut off, uh, not for himself, but for the people. Yeah. So the point of all that we're making here is uh, Daniel would have taught all of this. Hmm. Right. to the wise men
0: yeah and so you, you reference that in Daniel 2 there um, I'm, I don't know that we mentioned this one but um, in Daniel 5 th- there's just mm-hmm. another verse there I think in verse 11 that yep. will yep. will validate that what, what you're saying Frank um, it says there in Daniel 511 uh, there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods uh, so so that he's speaking of Daniel here to the king, and it says, and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom is used to describe him like the wisdom of the gods. Remember, they're they're a very pagan nation. Babylon is, Um, it was found in him whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the uh, the king, I say, thy father made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. So again, he was the master, the ruler, the the teacher, if you will, of those... um, of those those magi those right, that's men what they there. Got there. That's yeah. the magi. Right? Yeah, exactly. So just another verse there. Yeah,
2: so he he's te- he's teaching he's doing what a good mm-hmm. disciple would do. Mm-hmm. He's teaching them. He is. Okay. The scriptures. And yeah, he's yeah. teaching them the scriptures. Yeah. So I mean, here's a great Amen. a great evidence of mm-hmm. what happens when you disciple, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's teaching these, these, these pagan boys. Yeah, to lost okay. people, yeah, essentially. Uh, 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 which I'm sure some of them, uh, the fact that, the fact that, uh, that, that, that they came from the East, uh, you, you have to start to scratch your head and wonder if these guys were actually followers of Jehovah. I think they probably were. I think they probably were, not all of them, Interesting. but I think he definitely got some of them. For sure. Why else would they come to worship the king?
0: Well, see, that was my question as I was reading this. I was going to bring this up is um, if if these are Babylonians or Chaldeans, Mm -hmm. why why would they come, as it says in Matthew, two, to worship the king?
2: I would say that. I didn't understand that. I would say that, that, that Daniel did what he was supposed to do and was converting the gentiles so they
0: were believers essentially yeah. it became yeah. as we would think I of. believe
2: absolutely that's what's going that's on That's interesting here. So um that's cool. so here you go now you have this uh the the, the scenario now okay where where uh, I think we could definitely say that Daniel had taught these guys Now remember Daniel was 587 BC
0: mm-hmm. Jesus
2: was born in 2 BC mm. We're talking a clear 500 something years later mm. So can you imagine that Daniel did his job, and this is why I think they were believers, because they must have also done their job, and then they must have also done their job, and then they must have also done their job to get right. down to this. To get down to this.
0: You can't think that it was it was very chaldeans was very magi that daniel talked to directly that came to find the this was 400 500 years later right so
2: so i think this is a great great i mean it's a beside the point right but it's a great little piece it's an application for us
1: today what a a beautiful picture
2: of discipleship and and you know what's taking place
1: what's interesting is that i'm just thinking about it you know uh, the nation of israel was held accountable to knowing the time of the messiah coming and they, they missed it, but right? But these boys didn't. But these guys didn't. But these guys didn't. And they weren't even Jews. Right. How cool mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. Sir. That's sure. interesting.
2: So, okay, so here we go now. So, so now we get into this situation uh, where Jesus is born. Um, you know, a lot of people argue 4 BC, 2 BC, whatever. It's beside the point. Um, I think it was 2 BC because of Daniel 9's prophecy, which leads us to 32 AD when he was crucified on the cross, but that's neither here nor there on this conversation, but they certainly know and knew the timing uh, was coming close to the coming of this this uh, this king. Yeah. Okay. And and again, what tipped them off to what was going on is they saw they saw the star in the east in Numbers chapter number twenty four. That's what they were looking for, and they they saw it, they saw it, and uh, um, so here they come, man. You have this uh, parade. Uh, cause I do believe it was more than just three guys. Oh yeah. Okay. It had to have been, um, there's no way three guys would have come rolling into, uh, Judea by themselves. They, that, that would have been very dangerous proposition on those boys part.
1: Well, the other thing is these guys were known to have traveled with a lot yes. of, 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 pomp yes. and yes. and people would notice them when they were coming yes. in and they had servants and they had uh, pr- people protecting, protecting them, bodyguards. Sure. And they had, oh, they were very ornate in the way they would travel in I these mean, convoys. And they had, cause they were also traveling with some, some treasures here and they weren't just going to roll in with a few guys. And yeah. plus they were noticed by everyone, including King Herod.
2: Well, that's what i was going to say is do you think King Herod? <laughs> right. Do you think King Herod would have been? Hey, there's three men out there. Yeah, do you think three guys. Gotten, you think he would have gotten all up in arms no. over three guys hanging yeah. up? Yeah.
1: No. He saw a huge convoy coming into town. Going, he mm-hmm. saw
2: everything that was going on, and he knew something was up here. Right. Right. And so they come rolling into town, and, and I do think it's interesting. Uh, what's the first question they ask him? Yeah. Right. Where? Where mm-hmm. is uh, 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 the, 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 he that is born? king of the Jews. Now, now listen, this would have definitely
0: gotten Herod's attention. Gotten his goat. Yeah. He definitely
2: (laughs) would have gotten up in arms about this. And we see that he certainly did. Okay. And, and so uh, what happens is he goes back to his own boys, uh, his scribes and his uh, boys there in in Jerusalem. And he says, Hey, what's going on here? And so they refer him back to uh, the prophet Micah which mm. is uh, the final piece to this puzzle, if you will, mm. uh, as far as uh, Old Testament prophecies. Um, and, and in Micah 5.2, Chris, if you want to grab us that, um, we learn some more about this. Uh, and, and again, it ties into everything we're saying. Go ahead.
1: Micah 5.2, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting.
2: So there we go right uh, and again that was out that, that that's what he's what we see here as we look in uh, Matthew 2 5 and 6 he's quoting Micah 5 2 okay mm-hmm. that's what's going on here so what is Micah 5 2 telling us well i think it's interesting it says bethlehem Ephratah. Mm-hmm. do you understand ephrta was a how do how do you want to say it
1: kind of like a suburb of a suburb yeah. of bethlehem I mean, very particular region God, God within is, yeah. God, is,
2: God is being pretty precise here. He does that, yeah. He does that a lot, <laughs> kind of does that. So maybe
0: uh, it you could think of it in it's a county and a city. You yeah, know, as we are yeah. here, Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. Right. Yeah, he's,
2: he's mm-hmm. kind of honing it it's in. not just Bethlehem, mm-hmm. it's going to be right there in Ephrata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And, and what's going to be born? Uh, a child that is going to
0: be ruler in be Israel, ruler
2: over Israel, and, and that child is not that's not when he was born. No, if you will, that's when his physical form took yeah, place. He's from
0: everlasting, but he's
2: from everlasting. Amen. So take note of that. Emmanuel. There was no beginning of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mister mm-hmm. Jehovah Witness, but mm-hmm. you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah five two makes that very clear. Mm-hmm. Isaiah nine makes that very clear. Okay, mm-hmm. this this th- there's something really big going on here. Obviously,
0: yeah, and and I do want to make mention of this. I was actually reading this verse this morning, and um, Micah five two and. Um, it's the. Uh, I'm going to check myself just to make sure I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I believe it's the new international version uh, of <clears throat> of the Bible that will that will say of him uh, that his going his origins are from of old from ancient times, and you know that just doesn't no, that doesn't yeah, say n- not near the same thing. That just means okay, so it was from a long time ago, maybe or, you yeah. know, or, or historical, so to speak. That's not eternal.
2: Well. <laughs> And do you know what he told? What Jesus told uh, those Pharisees over in John eight before Abraham was.
0: Mm-hmm. I am. I am. And they Amen. knew what he was saying because yeah. they, they went exactly to stone what he was saying him because
2: they <laughs> went to kill him. Okay, he so so Jesus never claimed to be God. <laughs> yes, he did.
1: <laughs> Quite and, a few times. And their Messiah.
2: And and every time he made that claim, that's why the Jews were attempting to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, listen, no no disrespect, man, but if you ever get a Jehovah's Witness come walking to your door, that's the first question I would ask him, why did the Jews want to kill Jesus? And you'll be surprised at their answers because they don't know. Or they'll come up with something ridiculous. No, they wanted to kill Jesus for one purpose and one purpose only. He was claiming to be, God. To be Messiah, God. Yeah. God. yeah, that's who he was claiming to be. That's why they wanted to kill him. Go look every time. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. So, anyways, beside the point. So, okay. So here we are. We kind of set the stage, um, and and uh, I, I just have one more thing I kind of want to say, and then if you guys want to chime in on the rest of this, go for it. But sure, you know I do think it's interesting. The first question, you know, the Bible is a, a really cool toolkit if you really want to do just just the random things that you can come up with. So what's the first question of the old Testament?
0: The first question in the, in the Bible, in the old Testament. Yeah. Genesis chapter three and verse one. Yea, Hath God said,
2: well, was that a, yeah. Okay. That was a question. Yeah. And he says that to Eve. So Mm -hmm. let me, maybe, maybe, maybe let me say it this way. What was the first question to a male in the old Testament?
0: Uh, would it be, it you're very the, well may not be. You're still in Genesis 3. Would it <clears throat> Would it be to Adam? Um, what did he ask him? Um,
1: where art thou? There you go. go yeah. Yeah. Where would he go? He
0: tried to hide. So, where are you? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> where are you <so>, at?
2: <laughs> so the first question in the Old Testament to the first Adam was, where art thou?
0: Where art thou? Okay. The
2: first question in the New Testament.
0: Oh, where, is, is, where is? the second Adam. That's cool.
2: Where is the king of the Jews?
0: Hmm. That we may worship him. That's cool. It's very cool. That is cool.
2: You can't, you can't stuff like that, man. You go, Oh man, somebody put this book together and they knew what they were doing when they did it. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly we know that, uh, the Lord, that, that, yeah. that was the Lord. Amen. Uh, so, uh, again, the question is, uh, you know, where is the King, uh, of the Jews? And I want you to notice, I'm not trying to be the funny guy here, but you know, me, right. Um, uh, that we come and worship him. I'm sure they didn't have, you know the guitar players and the singers in the background waiting, so we can go worship the king
0: to sing Chris Tomlin songs. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. No, they they knew what worship was. Mm-hmm. They had been taught it by who? Yeah, Daniel. Mm. They knew exactly how to worship him. Yeah, and that's what they wanted to come and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then of course you know you kind of go down a little bit through this, and and just maybe the last thing we want to make sure we make mention of, and and then I'll let you guys chime in here, is when you get to verse number uh, nine. Um, you know, it says uh, when they had heard the King, they departed and lo, the star, which they saw in the East went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now notice where the young child was uh, verse 11. And when they were come into the
1: -hmm, the house
2: where can somebody show me where it says that they came into the manger.
0: Nope.
2: Where does it say that? I I must've missed that.
0: Yeah. Don't see it either.
2: They didn't, and by by the way, it doesn't call it doesn't call him the newborn child, it doesn't call him the infant, it doesn't. No, there's a reason why Herod killed all the children two and under. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was a couple years, years had passed. Had passed. Jesus, Jesus at this time, he's almost two years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and he's in the house. So the whole manger scene is unfortunately incorrect. Mm. It's not biblically correct. Yeah. how this thing took place yeah um okay so uh that kind of gives us the overview of what happened here um where where do you guys want to
1: go here you covered the last thing i wanted to i just kind of wanted to add to that you know uh it does say the house it does say the young child um before they came to when they came to him so we, we definitely know it wasn't uh it wasn't at the manger scene so and and the verses for that uh, that go along with when Herod killed the two the babies two year the young men two years and younger you'll find also in, in Matthew chapter two, from sixteen through eighteen so so that you just have uh, uh, somewhere to go to to get the context for that to because um, Pastor didn't mention the verses there so yeah all these things are definite um, proofs to the timing of this as well so um, I got yeah, yeah you covered pretty much everything I had so uh,
0: Frank when you mentioned about uh, Jesus being the scepter there I mean how um it will not depart from Jude until Shiloh come. Um, I don't think we mentioned this, but Hebrews chapter one and verse eight, um, speaking of Christ says, but unto the son, capital S, he, God, saith, thy son, O God. So, so God the father mm-hmm. is calling God the son, God. Yep. Okay. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness yep. is the scepter of thy kingdom. Yeah, amen. So there's, there's a good New Testament um, commentary there. And,
2: and remember, right, in, uh, what is it, Luke uh, chapter two? When Gabriel comes to Mary, mm-hmm. uh, and we I think we talked about this in the last uh, a couple episodes ago when we talked about the Davidic covenant, you know, Gabriel told uh, Mary that um, her son was going to sit on the Davidic throne.
0: Yes.
1: He yes. was
2: going to be the ruler. Of, yeah. Okay. So, so here's the question, right? Um, was Jesus, did he fulfill any of that at his first coming?
0: Uh, the governmental sitting on the throne, none nope. of reigning, none of that. No,
2: so we have to surmise either God is completely clueless about what was going to take place here, it's all sideballed him and he didn't know what to do, and so he had to come <laughs> up with a new plan, mm-hmm. or <laughs> the time is coming, yeah, when he is going to sit on that throne, a
0: second coming, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. And
2: and all those old testament prophecies that made the claim that he was, and by the way. He's not going to sit on a Gentile throne. Mm. He is going to sit on the Davidic throne. Mm. The Jew has not replaced, been replaced by the Gentiles. All those old Testament prophecies haven't been canceled out to the Jew and now given. No, 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 no. If you, if you say that you have completely missed everything that's going on here. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So (laughs) that's, that's awesome. Um, So I I think um, two things come to my mind. Uh, Frank, you mentioned one of them, um, and that that's a little more lighthearted than it is the second thing. But the first one is, and it's true, though, you know, is you're driving around this Christmas season, or maybe you're decorating your house and your yard with lights and whatnot. And, and you put that manger scene out there or that nativity, you know, we're not saying you got to go kick down your neighbor's nativity scene because it's blasphemous and wrong and all that. <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't start a riot there, but, um, Hey, maybe next time you see one, just, just maybe you'll remember this conversation and think, yeah, you know, there are a lot of things. I think it's a, a small example yeah. of a bigger problem Yes, of, of the assumptions we make. Um, and by the way, do you, know, who, do you know
2: who started the teaching of all that?
0: I'd have to guess the Roman Catholic Church, yeah. but I don't know for certain. Is that, is that, is that true? That is okay, it's a safe <laughs> assumption. They even named they
2: even named the three. Yeah, they had us. names later on. we yeah, even did. got our names. I did
1: not yeah. know that. No kidding. And also, he wasn't born on December twenty fifth. I'm sorry. No. That's also something that mm-hmm. I, that came along that was well, wrong. Well, these guys certainly wouldn't
2: have been traveling the way right. they were traveling well, in
1: December. And also, when you hit Luke chapter two. It talks about there being shepherds in the field because they came. They saw the star and they came to the manger. Well, th- there wouldn't have been any shepherds in the field tending to they the, the flock in the, in the, the been middle of winter. It yeah. Been so,
0: yeah, and we could definitely carve out a
1: whole episode for that. For discussions
0: a study on that. That's a very good point. Um, and then the second thing I would just add is again, uh, something Frank that you mentioned, but I want to just maybe for an application, um, emphasis conclude with, and that is this, uh, you know, they were searching for the star, um, for the King to find the King of the Jews, uh, to worship him. And, um, that was a great connection you made <clears throat> about the question to the first Adam and then the question for the, to, to, for the second Adam. So, um, you know, I think about um, when when Jesus said, um, "Who do you say that I am?" And w- I think about Pilate when when he said, mm-hmm. "What is truth?" Mm-hmm. When when, when well, the also, Lord of what, glory and truth what was shall staring we do him with this, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: Jesus, whom y- you called Christ,
0: yes, yeah. And what, what did they like, say? And and, and and so just from a, a, all those questions that that the Lord poses in his word about himself, you know, we today, we have to answer those. We have to reconcile that. And uh, we do hope, um, <clears throat> not just for Christmas, uh, but every day that, that we choose to, from a practical standpoint, seek the Lord in the morning or, or morning, noon, and night and meditate on his word um, a, a, as he calls us to do and, and seek his face um, that we may worship him. Uh, so we do hope you take that application there. Um, uh, but we do hope that you'll join us next time. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have, as I always do. And um, as I mentioned earlier, next week, we're going to be talking about um, a little bit more about this uh, Matthew chapter two passage, uh, kind of leaning toward the latter part there where we find these gifts that we we did allude to here uh, in this discussion. We're going to talk about what they were Um gold of course you know this i think uh gold frankincense and myrrh and um why those gifts um why were they named you know god chose to carve out some space uh, space in his word to to uh, identify those um that's not just um mistake or coincidence or because you know he needed to fill up a minimum word count for his uh, his word there there's a reason and, and the reason it very prophetic um and also um again, as we try to make all these studies uh, very applicable for our life today. So we hope you'll join us uh, next week um, for another episode of The Revealing. Uh, But until then, take care, and God bless. Thank you for listening to The Revealing, a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Senior Pastor Frank Salvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel. For more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website, onebaptistjacks.world, or email us, info at onebaptistjacks.world.